I'm Brett Baer. I'm Maria Bartiromo. I'm Brian Kilmeade. And this is the Fox News Rundown. Monday, December 14th, 2020. I'm Trey Yingst. More than 400 students are missing after gunmen stormed a school in Nigeria. Uh, We don't know the numbers of um, the kidnappers and abductors and their identity. Either they're bandits, criminals, or even associated with Boko Haram. We've seen this before in Nigeria uh, back this year and in previous years. This is the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. A search is underway for hundreds of Nigerian students who were kidnapped on Friday after gunmen stormed their school. Police engaged the men who were heavily armed with AK-47s, according to reports. It's the most serious incident for schoolchildren in Nigeria since 270 schoolgirls were kidnapped by the militant group Boko Haram in 2014. For the latest on this story and other stories you may have missed over the past week, Late on Friday evening um, in a village of Kanarka, which is northwest of Abuja. This is Yonat Freeling, a senior Fox News field producer. A few hundred students, high school students, boys, have been kidnapped out of their dorms. Uh, we're still know who, who's in charge, who did it. Uh, we don't know the numbers of um, the kidnappers and abductors and their identity. Either they're bandits, criminals, or even associated with Boko Haram. We've seen this before in Nigeria uh, back this year and in previous years. Um, we do know that few of them have been able to flee and rescue themselves and came back throughout this uh, the weekend to um, tell what they've seen. However, there are very conflicting reports. The president, the president's office, is saying that all but 10 children have been uh, rescued and 10 are still missing. However, a lot of people from the opposition, their family members, their parents, and some businessmen who are involved in that say that the President Muhammad Buhari is failing to lead this crisis and is lying to his people. Um, we do know that the Nigerian police and army has been sent, have been sent to the region to look for the people and for the students. And uh, UNICEF and other international organizations have been monitoring it and um, hopefully helping the Nigerian forces to rescue the children. You and I have talked about Nigeria a lot before, even on the podcast, in the sense that there can be hundreds of people killed or kidnapped there, and it doesn't make the headlines anywhere in the West, the United States or Europe. And when one American is kidnapped there, there are SEAL teams going in to rescue them. And the Nigerian government has received a lot of criticism for their inability to stop not only Boko Haram, but these groups of bandits and lawless people who are operating in many parts of the country, terrorizing local communities. Nigeria, although it's it's a, a big country in, in Africa and have a lot of resources, I think that throughout the years we've seen failing regimes and failing governments. And sometimes um, there are indications that the leaders are associated with some of the groups or they're utilizing them for their own benefit, their own political, maybe financial. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, in some places of Nigeria, it's a no man land. And um, the people who are suffering are the people, the students, who all, the only thing that they wanted is to go to school and get education. I want to shift now to a story that we covered a lot 
over the summer following presidential elections there, and I use the word elections lightly, uh, but that is Belarus and the developments out of Minsk. Protests erupted there following what many people called an illegitimate election. What's the latest out of Belarus today? This has been going on since August 9th. We were talking about it in our podcast back before the election and the first Monday after the election, where the people of Belarus said that Lukashenko has been um, disregarding um, or, or faking or even destroying the results. And he's still refusing to let go. He's still sitting in his presidential palace in Minsk and the people of Minsk and especially the women of Minsk are still every week goes out on the weekend to protest against him. Um, they have been scores of arrests. Some indicate over 30,000 people have been arrested. Some of them have disappeared. We hear um stories on their telegram groups and on social media about people who are looking for their loved ones, mostly journalists and opposition leaders. Um, and despite international criticism, nothing is really going on. I don't know why. Again, it's something that if it would happen in any other place in the world, there probably would be more headlines and we would follow this and see this breaking every day on the news bulletins. But for some reason, the Belarusian story and the persistence of the people um, has been a bit neglected. Um, the Swiss government has announced over the weekend that they're freezing Lukashenko's uh, assets in their country and also banning him and other 15 other people from entering the country. Um, hopefully this will help him go away or make other international um, organization and government to um, exercise more sanctions back a few weeks ago, the EU said there will sanction the uh, United uh, States State Department also said something, but nothing really happened. And we're also looking at how Russia's Putin is going to react, because I think that Russia, Putin is now the only ally Lukashenko has. Um, and when he's going to be fed up from all the criticism and all the sanctions against Lukashenko, maybe he'll say something and then Lukashenko will eventually step down. But uh, it seems that the Belarusian people are uh, fierce and they will not let go of this this time. You've been listening to You're Not Freeling, a senior Fox News field producer. We'll be right back. It's interesting to see how light the Russians have been publicly on statements regarding the protests and the election results and inauguration that followed. You have to imagine there's a lot going on behind the scenes that we don't know about in terms of propping up political candidates, including Alexander Lukashenko, who serve Russian interests in Belarus and across that part of the world. I want to shift now to our final story, and that is the protest last month in Uganda. There are developments on the ground regarding U.S. sanctions against some of the uh, top military officials involved in the killing of protesters. And the situation remains unstable, despite the fact that the core protests that erupted at the end of November have subsided. Um, they have subsided. However, over the weekend, 
there were another round because of the uh, Bobby Wine um, arrest. Bobby Wine is a former musician turned into politician, and he was arrested of what the government said that he's disobeying COVID restrictions uh, when he was um, doing assemblies for his presidential candidacy. Um, he, of course, say that um, the upcoming election on January 14th are also rigged, and he was arrested because he's the prominent uh, opposition leaders against Huwari Museveni, the current leader. We've seen over the last uh, weekend videos that circulating in social media and in Twitter show uh, plainclothes uh, soldiers and policemen um, shooting within close range protesters. Um, the Uganda Daily Monitor newspaper have claimed that journalists have been targeted too. Uh, one of them is in critical condition. Um, and hopefully Museveni um, uh, will step out and will accept the uh, results of the election, the upcoming election in January 14th, because if he don't, we, I'm, I'm afraid that we're going to see more and more bloodshed in Uganda. Yeah, it's a story that certainly has a lot of developments that will be unknown in the coming weeks as the political upheaval continues. Our final story is our good news story of the week, and I imagine it has to do with animals. As it often um, does. Yes, it is. <laughs> we are celebrating the birth of uh, the baby Sumatran orangutan in one of the Belgium zoos. His name is Matai, and he's a baby boy. He was born about three weeks ago. His mother, Sari, and him are doing well. And even his brother, Bernai, is very excited. And he shows positive signs of interest in the baby brother. The Sumatra orangutans are considered to be threatened within extinctions. They're endemic to the Sumatran island of Indonesia, which means they only live only there apart from uh, zoos. And another good news that we're going to probably share and monitor is that um, in the park, in the zoo in Belgium, there's another orangutan family, Gempa and Sinta. They're also pregnant and they're expecting their baby to be born in 2021 so congratulations these stories are always great i feel like we should tweet out photos of baby animals so that people have some good news throughout a normally busy feed filled with bad news and war and conflict you're not feeling a senior fox news field producer joining us once again on the fox news rundown evening edition podcast you're not thanks for your time thank you and happy hanukkah to those who celebrate You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Listen to the all-new Brett Bear podcast featuring Common Ground, in-depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites like his all-star panel and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.